name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.
They've heard it from Mary Magdalene, they've heard it from John and from Peter, and yet as they gather together, they're afraid of what this good news might mean for them. The fact of the empty tomb isn't actually enough to eliminate their fear. It doesn't explain in itself what this all might mean for them, for their lives, right now. And so Jesus shows up in the midst of their fear and says, Peace be with you. John says that in that first encounter, the disciples rejoiced. And please note that along with that joy and reassurance, they also receive a spirit-empowered mission to speak words of forgiveness. And Thomas, you know, Thomas missed the meeting, he even missed the email, and he couldn't trust that this had happened. In that time, just as in our time, it was not a usual or expected or normal occurrence that dead people would suddenly not be dead. It was the kind of thing that might demand some kind of backup of experience. But I think if we miss the contours of the story, if we frame it only in terms of knowledge, if we place it along the axis of belief or unbelief, of agreeing to some kind of proposition. This is also and primarily a story about fear and trust. And I think about Thomas's sense, a sense that maybe we can identify with, that this is all too good to be true. Remember back in John 11, Thomas is ready to follow Jesus back to Judea and into danger. Let us also go that we may die with him. As one of my friends put it this week, I wish that I could take credit for this insight, but I can't. Thomas is ready to run towards death, but he needs to be invited into new life. He needs to hear that word of peace for himself and not secondhand. Death, we know all too much about. We know all too much about preparing for the worst, but new life? It's a terrifying thing to fall into the hands of a living God and to trust that things might just work out better than we expected. To believe that in Jesus, it actually can't work out any better than it will. The other disciples have responded with joy, and Thomas, Thomas, who wondered if this was all too good to be true, responds with something even deeper. He responds with worship. My Lord and my God, he exclaims, giving Jesus the name that is also the name of the God of Israel. And in so doing, he makes a conclusive statement about Jesus' divinity. Only God can bring that kind of life and hope and peace, and Thomas would be so compelled by it that he would become a messenger of the gospel far outside the Roman Empire. As tradition has it, as the apostle 
to the people of India and South Asia, and he is the patron saint of India to this day. Today, we welcome three new Christians into the household of God. Vivian, Tegan, and Emerson, we invite you into the life of hope and peace. We invite you to begin the adventure of trust. Trinity's own beloved, uh, Dr. Sonia Waters, who knows a lot more about these things than I do, tells me that babies, not unlike dogs, I guess, don't have a sense of what's called object permanence. They have to learn to trust that people still exist even when they can't see them. Right? That's why peekaboo is a, an interesting game. And so at baptism, we promise for you, Vivian, Tegan, and Emerson, that we will believe for you until you see for yourself and learn to trust for yourself. And you may find that there will be times in your adult life when you still struggle with that object permanence about God. You might not be the only ones in this room, too. You may find that there are times when you struggle to trust that Jesus is there, alive and active, when you can't see him. And as grown-ups, we still believe for each other until we can see and trust again. That, too, is a reason that we say the creed on Sunday, we believe together. In our Gospel, Jesus says, Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. And that's how all of us who were not in that room or not on the Emmaus Road, not on the road to Damascus, have come to faith. But we, every last one of us, do have the chance to see, to touch, and yes, even to taste Jesus. We have that chance to encounter him face to face at the altar every time we come to this place where Jesus shows up in word and in sacrament because he promised to do so. Because God is faithful to the promise. So every time we come here, Jesus invites us once again to hear the word of life and peace, to feel the breath of the Holy Spirit, and in response, to exclaim and worship, my Lord and my God. 